재미와 지식의 오디오 라이프 팝빵. What time is it? What time is it? What time is it? Do you know what time it is? 그리팡 아빠의 안타까운 웃음이 알려지면서 복지 지원을 Prime Time It's Prime Time 
10th and 13th have big differences because of the fact from the 10th to 60 day uh, threshold would coincide with an election day during that holiday period, which would mean they would have to actually push it uh, ahead again uh, to a week earlier. Whereas on the other flip side, you can actually give yourself a little bit uh, more leeway to actually have an election maybe in um, the second week of May. I've also heard this interpretation, but um, what I have garnered from the law is that the election must take place within 60 days of the ruling, which opens up the possibility that it could take place even earlier than 60 days, which can put us uh, voting in the end of April, actually, which may not be something that everybody wants to see. But nonetheless, uh, politics being politics, uh, it's nice to have this sense of suspense. We 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 have to also remember that acting President Hwang Yo-won is actually the final arbiter of when that date will be. Mm -hmm. And if you assume that, again, these are assumptions, but if you assume that the Liberty Korea Party and and, then people like Hwang and people who like the president, this current president, uh, they would probably prefer to see a later date than an earlier date for the presidential election. Yes or no? Well, if they got their preference, they wouldn't even want this election in the first place, (laughs) right, Henry? Because uh, there have been many, many comments from the president's supporters, the the more hardcore conservatives, as well as the president president's lawyer who has been casting much suspicion on the, this whole process and they've also been accusing the special prosecution of acting beyond what the mandate itself allowed it to do and trying to create a climate of fear they've also said some very unflattering things about the court so i mean there is a sense that it, regardless of what happens it, they're not going to like the outcome um, the only lo- outcome they would, of course, like is that there would be no, uh, no final verdict that would remove the president from office. But that is quite unlikely at this point. Uh, we've, uh, we're going to jump around different issues, but um, I just want to get your thoughts on some of these things. We had the special probe. They gave their uh, findings yesterday. We talked about that uh, uh, in, in some detail yesterday. But uh, that evidence going to be handed over to the constitutional court but, but it's not going to be reference. yeah it won't be uh, actual evidence uh, used to make their decision uh, but people say these justices are human beings as well and so obviously uh, they will read it um, and, and they'll make up their own minds as to whether that shapes the the actual uh, verdict decision that they have to make just talk about the anti-impeachment forces and the pro-park supporters right now because we've heard some pretty nasty rhetoric coming out, uh, not just the personal threats to Lee Jung-mi and uh, Park Young-soo uh, re- publishing their uh, addresses and talking about maybe uh, stalking them at supermarkets and, and this very violent rhetoric about if impeachment uh, indeed is upheld, uh, there will be blood spilled on the streets. Are you concerned that the reaction... From, I mean, obviously the reaction from the other way, if, if the uh, impeachment is overruled, that's going to be also a very uh, delicate situation. But right now, as it stands, if we assume that it is leaning towards one way, are we, are we concerned about that 15% of the population that seems uh, almost violently up in arms now? Well, I am of the opinion that there isn't actually much to be wor- to worry about okay. for the simple reason that we have seen these um, extreme right-wing forces taking to the streets and making these threats, as you have said. But there's also a sense of certain uh, oversight or control. I don't want to point fingers anywhere and say the whole thing has been engineered. But, but I think there is an overall direction that is being given to the movement. 
And based on what I have seen, I think that they know better than to resort to any violence because that would actually undermine the whole conservative movement. And actually within the conservative movement itself, there has been a lot of criticism of these people who are in the streets uh, calling themselves fans of the president and calling themselves the defenders of democracy because it is really seen as something quite beneath the, the core conservative movement itself. The so, definition of conservatism is um, <laughs> respecting the rule of law, which would include constitutional court decisions, right? Yeah, ideally that is what is supposed to be. And in fact, it's Park Geun-hye herself who have said on many occasions before this whole saga began that judicial process and the rule of law are things that we really must respect as a fundamental elements of South Korean democracy. And now it's her supporters who are kind of, uh, let's say, uh, overstepping those uh, very crucial lines for South Korean politics to function healthily. Okay. So, I mean, I think you are putting some people's minds at ease about this kind of concern people have of maybe an outsized, maybe violent reaction to the Constitutional Board giving that uh, verdict that would uphold impeachment. Mm. But, but so, I mean, this control tower theory that you have, that Mm. uh, there is sort of an invisible hand working to generate these sort of uh, feelings and maybe the fake news uh, and, and all of the stuff that we've been seeing, then you guys have... Not you guys, but these people have uh, representatives like Seo Sak-gu or Kim Pyeong-woo or members of the Liberty Korea Party, which are actually considered mainstream politicians. Um, and they're not dumb people. And they're saying these inflammatory things, knowing that they're going to get some kind of a, a reaction. There has to be some strategy in mind here, right? You can't just pull the plug and say, oh, you know what, let's, let's cool things down and, you know, and, and sing mm-hmm. Kumbaya. Well, I mean, I think um, politics being what it is, it's 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 actually not an unusual thing to change your rhetoric depending on how the wind is blowing. And um, I, I think there will be some fringe elements who take to some extreme measures, perhaps if the, the ruling does come out indeed against the president. But, but do they really represent the mainstream or rather do they really have the... The, the power to make any kind of difference with these acts. And mm-hmm. I think the, 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 the right conclusion to draw here is that they actually don't. I have actually been talking to some, I guess, uh, so-called conservatives in South Korea, which this may seem very anecdotal, but, but it's amazing to me to see how many conservatives express distaste now for the president. They say not only what she has done, but what her supporters are doing, uh, coming across as something that is very much beneath yeah. what the conservatives should be doing and that a certain line has been crossed. And this really means they will not give any support to that faction any longer, which is not to say that they're not going to continue to support conservatives like Hwang Gyu-won. That's a separate matter. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, but there's even a cleavage there, I, I suppose, with Hwang Gyo-won and some of these other so-called reasonable conservatives who feel that uh, the impeachment should certainly be something that the president has to answer to for for these allegations. Uh, that's being said, I think what you're you're pointing out to is that there's been a consistent polling eight to two ratio of uh, favor opposing uh, impeachment, and that means that it, you know there is not. A country where <laughs> eight out of ten people are are progressive. I mean, uh, you would say close mm. to half, uh, maybe half, uh, are going to be on the conservative side. The question is then, how do you heal the country? It does feel like I know. I know I'm jumping around, but going back to some of the things that are going on, the 
announcement of a very early deployment of THAAD and this suspicion that the National Intelligence Service is eavesdropping on the uh, justices and they're figuring out who's for and who's against impeachment and they're reporting that all the way up to the top to the Blue House. Those are not fringe elements. Those are things that you kind of say there are political schemes and strat- tactics that are going on that are still trying to affect things. Would you agree or not? I agree. But these are tactics that we have seen in the past and these are not unusual tactics. I was actually not surprised that the NIS might have been uh, emphasis on might because this is still an allegation. Uh, it might have been indeed um, surveilling the constitutional court. There's also the accusation that it was also trying to surveil the Supreme Court. Yes. Um, have we not seen this before? And but it's sad that that most people are not surprised, or at least people well, like you are not. Yeah, surprised. perhaps it's not. Uh, perhaps it's a little sad, but these are also things that, at least in many conservatives' minds, can be justified. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so I think there's a very crucial difference between what you have just pointed to and the things that some of the so-called fringe okay. element might engage in should the, the court ruling go so, against them. So you're saying um, reasonable, legitimate mainstream conservatives can feel it is, it is okay, although it is technically illegal to eavesdrop on constitutional court justices ahead of what is a history-making uh, verdict on the question of impeachment and that you, they can separate that from these, what you're saying, fringe elements who are advocating burning the whole house down and, and a, a violent revolution if, if uh, impeachment is upheld. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, we must also remember that when the UPP, uh, uh, Unified Progressive Party, was being disbanded back in, I believe it was 2013. And uh, no, I'm sorry, 2014, perhaps. And we actually saw in the, the pocketbook, the notebook of one of the Blue House secretaries that this old decision or the ruling might have been known to the Blue House before the court actually issued the ruling. Yeah. So that kind of thing has always been going on. And I don't think any conservatives were up in arms about it back then. And they're certainly not going to be up in arms about it now. The idea that NIS exists to protect national security is something that many conservatives hold to be sacred here. And and certainly the agency has engaged in very illegal tactics in the past, as it might be doing currently. But this has always been justified in the name of the national right. interest. We're not even going into uh, election meddling and uh, I suppose... Uh, yeah, that too also campaign. has been justified in the name of national interest, if you recall. Well, uh, people are going to call for reforms for that. It's interesting you mentioned the uh, Progressive Party case because uh, it really is full circle. Uh, Hwang Gyo-won, then Justice Minister, was really sort of the lead, the front man on, on, like on prosecuting opera, that right? case. They, and they just keep here coming we back. Stand, yeah, mm-hmm. no, with the Constitutional Court. Uh, vilified at that time by the left uh, for, for that decision. Right now being cheered on, I, I suppose, hoping that the Constitutional Court uh, eventually makes a decision that they feel is just. Then let's talk about the prosecutors. They are also a much maligned, and as you say, uh, mm-hmm. people are probably not surprised that they're very political and maybe biased in the way they investigate things. But It's a little uh, sad that there are not many things in Korea yeah. that surprise you anymore. They have all the files now from the uh, special probes, except for the, uh, uh, the key pieces of evidence that the special probe uh, remaining team members will use for the upcoming trials that are actually set to take place. But... Uh, Ubiangu, the rest of the Chebols, if the president is now a private citizen, if she's stripped of her powers, how are they going to approach all of these things? I'm hearing on the one side, 
I can't trust them. They're, they're not going to do anything uh, to, hey, maybe they also feel an existential crisis and maybe they're going to try to curry favor with this incoming expected to be maybe more progressive leader that uh, they're going to try to actually show the public that uh, uh, they can do a good job as well and they're going to uh, regain the public's trust. Where do you think it's going <laughs> to stand? You know, it's it, this is similar to the question that I often get asked. Uh, is South Korea finally going to reckon with the terrible dominance over the national economy? Is this really the yeah, the, the yeah. moment that change starts to You're not show Mr. Sunshine itself. on those issues, yes. I mean, I think um, in any country, change is a very gradual process, especially at the political level. Uh, you do not see things being turned upside down overnight. And uh, yes, I have heard both arguments. I think it's safe to say that uh, if maybe the prosecutors will proceed with more caution than in the past, knowing that so much public attention is being paid to what they do. But it is not to say that they're suddenly going to change their tune and, right. and, and suddenly do everything they're supposed to do. So I think we're going to see a really mixed bag. It's going to be difficult, though, because if they are seen to be dragging their heels again, like a lot of people can, uh, accuse them of during the initial kind of uh, allegation surfacing regarding K-Sports and, and Mir and Woo Byung-woo, mm-hmm. uh, where people said, you guys didn't even do anything. You have all the full power of the law enforcement on your side, whereas the special team of 30, 30 odd lawyers and, and, and judges and prosecutors were able to accomplish so much that uh, people's head uh, pe- jobs are going to be on the line with an incoming new administration no well i mean has this ever put pressure enough pressure on the prosecutor's office to actually do anything that pleases the people right it's always been the case that prosecutors disappointed the public (laughs) they're not going to start doing other things just because people people want to see change i'm sorry henry but no i I am a little bit of a pessimist here (laughs) i would say pessimist is mild Mm. but uh, we were i mean just a couple of points on that is because the prosecutor's after the whole eruption of the uh, JTBC uh, scoop on the tablet PC uh, in regards to Tristan Schill and the ensuing apology and then this sort of uh, uh, avalanche of allegations surfacing, the regular prosecution, the special team, actually tried to – it was. It appeared they tried to do a pretty decent job of investing those claims against Tristan Schill. They interrogated her. Uh, they they brought in An Jong-bung. Uh, An Jong-bum and Chang Ho-sung and they actually issued a fairly strong – um, uh, I guess uh, indictment. Mm, and and also it also seen. implicated the president as well, and this was pre-impeachment. Mm-hmm. And so, I I guess the point is now they can pick and choose. They can go after, let's say, uh, Lotte and SK because they're going to be not as politically sensitive targets. But I, I think there will be at least an attempt to show and convince the people that they're legit. That is true. I think we have to. Uh, remember that Park Geun-hye actually gave that very notorious, uh, I guess, New Year's uh, announcement with various uh, uh, Blue House uh, core members being uh, invited. Uh, this is after uh, she was cooped up in in the presidential residence, and she actually said, um, I, "I'm sorry, I'm actually confusing things now." She gave that interview, yes, uh, interview with a right wing pundit online, and she said. Uh, some changes needs to be made with regard to the Korean media and the prosecutors, right? Now the people know who are whom and uh, how they behave. And that was a very thinly veiled threat to the prosecutors, actually. She was saying that you have okay. disappointed me, so you uh, there will be a price to pay. 
I think um, once the the impeachment ruling comes out and the political wins become very clear, we will have a better sense how the prosecutors will actually act. Because there are like, I'm sorry to say, but this is someone else who said it. Prosecutors are a bit like dogs. They they can smell Mm. blood. Yeah, I think that's actually a great point that you made is it'll all hinge on the impeachment because if it is overruled and the president's in power until December, it's going to be a very different political calculation than if she is stripped of her powers and she is a private citizen and can be forcibly called in for questioning and they can actually raid the Blue House uh, depending on uh, Prime Prime Minister Huang who would be it would be pretty outrageous if he actually was seen to be now trying to um, impede that uh, despite the impeachment actually going through. And not to mention that he might actually become a presidential candidate. Right, but on the flip side he can also become a target of the investigation because uh, there are some mur- certain murmurings that as justice minister and as uh, prime minister, you can't be completely ignorant and hands totally clean about Everybody all of this. Everybody has a skeleton in the closet. Uh, final question, just briefly. Uh, again, we talk about this uh, potential early presidential election. The one party that's really come out in front of this is the Democratic Party. They've signed up now. I think it's the last numbers I've heard. 1.5 million people, uh, non-party members as well, to, to participate in this primary. They've had a couple of debates so far. Uh, one pretty fiery one yesterday. Uh, just want to get your thoughts on the uh, sort of back and forth that we're seeing. Pretty healthy arguments, I think, on, on policy and tactics and, and philosophy. Uh, do you see that this is certainly going to be a Democratic Democratic Party uh, race to lose? Uh, I mean, is there anybody else who thinks otherwise? Uh, I think um, overall we have absolutely seen no challenge to the democratic supremacy in this whole process. I think, however, um, a lot of the wind uh, or momentum rather has been lost because of just how strongly Moon Jae-in has shown himself as a candidate throughout the whole proceeding. With Ani Jong being the star horse, uh, there was a sense of certain suspense, if mm-hmm. I may say. But now that his star has certainly dimmed and it doesn't really look like he can overtake Moon Jae-in at any point. So uh, with Moon Jae-in being the front runner, is there really going to be much of an excitement for the election itself? I think that's something that we're going to right. have to watch out for. I know it is a shame that we weren't gonna, we weren't able to have that ultimately uh, debate with <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> regards to the, uh, the I guess pros and cons of An or Moon, but uh, never rule out I suppose a, a reemergence of E.J. Myung, who is slowly but surely kind of tip- ticking back up in the polls again. Uh, I just want to say before we say goodbye, Seong, it's always been a pleasure to have you. You've always done a great job. Uh, great to meet you, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Thank you. I'm sure, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun.